people, the places, and everything that makes country racing great. This is Bushbeat on Radio Tab. In the stretch here and still in front, Elusive Element, but it's coming back to them a little bit. Delius goes up along the inside. It's all over the place, Elusive Element. Decorator's coming down the outside. Elusive Element might still be in front, but it's getting very, very tired. It's Elusive Element still in front. Coming home fast with Stone Warrior along the inside and Elusive Elements just lasted to beat Stone Warrior. Third, probably the Decorator being followed in then by Destination Rocks. Delius on the tweed and Brighton Toff was last. That was Elusive Element taking out the uh, benchmark 55 over the 1570 journey at Gladstone on Easter Saturday as we welcome you to Bushbeat for another week here on Radio Tab, rounding up what was a big week of country racing right across the Easter weekend. News out of yesterday's meetings with the Meat Ant Cup at Augustella going to Ancient Echoes for Billy Johnson. Rick McMahon had a day out of Mount Isa yesterday just about riding the card, five rides and four wins in, and a third out of his five uh, for the program there. That was the Bullier Cup meeting that was transferred to Mount Isa because the Bullier course unsuitable for racing on Easter Saturday. And plenty of news also coming out of the Easter Saturday programs from Nanango, Mariba and Roma. Plus emeralds and news from Bar Calden. We've got lots to get through this morning. Helping us out with that lots as always is Rob Luck. Morning, Rob. Yeah, good morning, Tony, and uh, happy Easter to yourself and all our listeners. Hopefully everyone had a uh, lovely weekend and some lovely rain across the area, but most of our race meetings were able to go ahead, apart from the Flinton one, of course, Tony. Uh, and unfortunately, that um, Bullier one, uh, with the inspection of the track on the Saturday deemed unsuitable for racing, it's, it's a bit of an issue coming up, Tony, I think, uh, before we start looking at the results, because some of these tracks have been out of action throughout 2020 so they've been out of action for a couple of years in the case of once a year meetings and it was really pleasing to hear with the Augustella meeting that uh, the steward Rion from Toowoomba he uh, went out the day before and made sure everything was ship shape and everything was good to go and they uh, escaped the wet weather as well but uh, it just makes it difficult but great to see the cooperation uh, Mount Isa are able to hold that meeting for the Bullier Cup meeting but as we heard Tony, uh, Tony McMahon calling that great finish of Elusive Element. Uh, and Kim Afford, this trainer's uh, really on fire with her team. And it was the second of the double for Shannon Stephan who bookended the program. And, of course, Tony's with us this morning and he's also going to be talking about the Capricorn yearling sale that's coming up on this Sunday, I'm pretty sure it is. Welcome, Tony McMahon. Uh, good morning to you, Tony and, uh, and Rob. And again, the yearling sale this Sunday, Capricorn yearling sale at Rockhampton Showgrounds. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's another sale. Before we look at the Gladstone uh, results there, Tony, another one you'll be looking forward to. Any particular interest in things you're following there? And I, I gather it's growing in strength to strength, this particular sale, and it's linked to those uh, races, of course. Big program there at Rockhampton on this Friday and Saturday with the two- and three-year-old event. I'm pretty sure it's on the Saturday. That's right, Rob. It's an incredible concept, a magnificent concept. Uh, the Capital Kneeling sales have been running now for something like 26, 27 years. And this catalogue, it's not spin, and I uh, really mean that. It's the best catalogue they've ever had. They've got uh, some fantastic stallions representative uh, with two supplementary lots. They've got something like 101 horses catalogue. And I think you'll find that there'll be a lot of interest. And I hope the northern buyers get down here, Rob, because uh, the strength of the Magic Millions March yielding sale, as you are well aware, quite a few buyers may not have fulfilled their uh, shopping basket. And 42 of those yearlings came to Rockhampton. So unless these northern people, and I'm saying this with the greatest of respect, get down to the Capricorn sales, because they weren't very active in the north, uh, the uh, sales down there in the Gold Coast, unless they get down to Capricornia, 
they're going to find it very, very hard to compete because I can see the best two-year-old season ever coming up for Rockhampton Horses next year. And the cap sales, yeah, they've got, uh, as I say, it's a fantastic concept. They are online. So if you're in the north, if you're anywhere, you haven't got to attend, they're online, capricornealingsales.com. Very magic millions can get onto that website as well. But no, it's just a, you know, it's a fabulous catalogue. You've got Powers, Eastside, another group two winner in uh, Singapore yesterday. In the, you've got the heroic Valahat, who, as you know, his stock were really sought out at the Gold Coast. You've got the lot there, and uh, also you've got the size that uh, their horses won't bring too much money. It's a great money for uh, value for money sale. A horse called Carrara, for example, he sired the first winner down there at Glasson on Saturday. He's got three lots in, and he has a very good strike rate of horses. So you've got a, a magic catalogue where you can have a bargain buy, and you can go up to some of the dearer lots as well. So I highly recommend it to everyone. The concept of those two-year-old races, the $143,000 Capricorn Union sale two-year-old race next Saturday, and the 93000 three- and four-year-old race, it's only for Capricorn graduates. So, I mean, the odds are in your favour when you've only got about 100 yearlings. And uh, it's going to be a great meeting Friday and Saturday that, Rocky. $493,000 prize money distributed. That's, that's quite incredible for a provincial city. So, looking forward to a big week of racing and sales here in Rockhampton. Yeah, as you said, uh, a lot of value in some of these uh, stallions with their offerings in this sale. I went through the catalogue yesterday. In fact, Tony, I was very keen to look at this online approach because it keeps attracting me each year, this sale. Um, and to do the online, basically all you've got to do is contact Magic Millions, I take it. That's my understanding, uh, Rob. You've got to register beforehand. A lot of the Magic Millions, they are the uh, bloodstock firm that are running the sale. Get in early, um, get your registration sorted out. And away you go. Get on the Alcapone and uh, bid for your life. And I see Raheen Studd uh, yesterday put up their lots on the uh, Facebook site and very interested to note one there out of English summer that uh, a half to rocket to glory by heroic valour. And for that yearling to appear in this sale, I think it's a real credit to Basil Nolan and Raheen to do that and also to the sale itself. Oh, there's no doubt about that. Basil's been a wonderful supporter for so long and just to have these horses by heroic valour coming up. And there's one there, I think, out of Kayana, which is one of the best mm-hmm. two-year-old families that uh, go around in central Queensland. They've won the Classic a few times. So, yeah, now, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be very exciting. It's going to be a wonderful weekend for Rockhampton. As you said, Carrara had the first winner at uh, Gladstone on the weekend. I've got a feeling Alan Jones does pretty well with this uh, particular breed. Uh, but this Carrara gelding with Shannon Stephan, now she bookended the program, as we heard in your call, the Kim Afford uh, horse, Elusive Element. Take us through the Gladstone program, but uh, Alan Jones doing well with Bitter Grey Magic uh, that took out the Class B. Look, Alan Jones does a wonderful job. I'm a fan of this. He, with all respect, he probably gets second-rated horses, and I, I, I don't mean that horribly. You never see Alan uh, buying uh, expensive dealings. But he does a great job, but particularly with, I suppose you say, cast-offs, but he can train the young horses as well. This was most unlucky with Springshaw, I called the other day. It got caught up on the inside of the, of the track, which was the heavier going. And it was a well-deserved win for Alan with bitter uh, grey magic. Shannon Stephan wrote it, as you said. It started favourite at $2.80, a little bit of money for it. Moss made was second, Clinton Taylor and Mossman. And celebrating was third for uh, Robert Farr. So, yes. Yeah, a good result, a good result of Alan Jones. Very pleased for him. And these Carraras have three of them in the sale. And uh, they usually uh, sell very moderately. So I think we'll find the buyers will be up. He's got a very good strike rate, Carrara. Second race yeah, is taken out by... Sorry. I was going to say plenty of speed with Carrara. And you mentioned Robbie Farr. Well, he uh, went back to back in the next two races. Yeah, look, he's an underrated rider, Robbie. I think he's capable of riding anywhere. Uh, he rode two races, two race winners. Uh, a lovely chap, a real gentleman, strong, vigorous rider. Setland Sarge, trained by uh, Damien Wright out there at Bangool. Um, it won very well. 
what, three quarters of length on Shadford Laps. Another one's in the Alan Jones stable. He looked like it had the race one halfway down the straight, but uh, just capitulated little in the closing stages. And Bramity was third. And uh, must mention too, Shadford Laps, ridden by Montana Philpott. I think she wrote something like three second place getters down there at Latham. Look, She's a girl of the future, there's no doubt about that. She's only been riding since February. She's ridden four winners already. And her sister, of course, Jessie Philpott, one stage was the clerk of the course here at Rockhampton. I see where she rode a winner at Alice Springs on Saturday. So uh, they're uh, great little riders, but I think Montana's got quite a future. That took us to the third race, Rob. This was the Class 1 handicap. Kid is Class 1, so there's good prize money on offer here. This was won by uh, Circuit Judge, trained by Dallas Hodge, ridden by Robbie Farrar. This is the only horse that Dallas has in work, but they turned it out in great uh, fashion and won at $4.60, beating uh, Struman. From John Manzman, John had a big team down there, but unfortunately he didn't have much luck. Struman ran second for him, and Red Hannah was third for Rebecca Wilson. JJ bolted in in the open race of the day. This was the uh, Greg McCann open sprint, Greg McCann Memorial. He was a wonderful committeeman down there, very popular man at uh, Gladstone, passed away some years ago, and they honour him each year. But JJ was a class above these horses. It's a horse by Star Witness, ridden by Trinity Bannon, who came down for the day for Mackay. And uh, it was too good for Lieutenant, who's a much improved horse, a horse by Spirit of Boom. Once again, Montana Philpot rode it, and Gusto was third. Gusto was third. It's by uh, Love Conquers All, and ridden by Shannon Stephan. Took us to the final race at Gladstone, and this was won by Elusive Element. It was by Red Element, and one of the supplementary lots for memory in the Capricorn sale is by uh, Red Element. Shannon Stephan rode this. She's a good rider, this girl, or this lady. She's 27. Um, one by a neck, but she's very vigorous and rides the horses very strongly. It beats Stone Warrior Trinity Bennett, so the, the ladies fought it out. And the third place getter in the last race was uh, the decorator, ridden by Montana Philpott. And uh, the Gladstone meeting was well attended. I love going there. And a very big crowd there for Easter Saturday. It's the Harbour City uh, big day, of course, with the Brisbane, the Gladstone, the Yacht uh, Yacht race. The yachts were coming in. And, uh, you know, the crowd there was big. They're under a a huge betting ring, which is covered in. And you can just hear the noise when some of the favourites get up down south. They scream and shout. So uh, it's quite funny. Tell me about boat races, and I'll be very, very brief. I know you're very busy. I'll never forget when I was a steward down at Grafton you know, 15 years ago in another world. I said to the starter, let them go. And apparently through this walkie-talkie system at the time, it went across to the Clarence and they had a boat race and it was absolute mayhem because this guy let the, let the boats go. <laughs> it all, all broke loose. And that's a true story. That's yeah. why they have shotgun starts now in yacht races. There's, some, there's somebody actually out on the promenade on the poop deck actually letting the shotgun blast go. I think I uh, instigated the shotgun blast. Yeah, it's yeah, called the McMahon rule, yeah. <laughs> but anyhow, that's what happened. But Gladstone race again, I think 29th of May, but very good being down there. Intermittent rain, but the track was in great order. So, uh, as you can tell, very passionate about this week. It's going to be a beauty for Rockhampton, and we're really looking forward to it. Fantastic, Tony. Thank you so much for joining us this week. We'll look forward to uh, checking in on what's happening with all of the uh, the sale action coming up on Sunday, and uh, talk soon on Bushbeat. Thanks very much, Tony and Rob. As they come down the hill here, they've got about 4.40 to go. And Helmaz is still held together. Tunero's come up three wide very quickly now to make a race of it. Gemadara is still there in the middle trying hard. Then came Greycliff and Rocco's going to angle for the inside running. Into the straight they come. And they go right across the track. Junero moved up on the outside of Helmaz. And getting up on the inside, Rocco might have blown away here. It's Junero uh, and Rocco. Hesmel's trying. Rocco on the inside in front. And Rocco, a blowout. Rocco's won from either Junero and Helmaz who went to the line together. And they were followed then by Greycliff.
and Jemadar, the last one home, and Chelsea Jacket Jockick has got up on the fence on Rocco and caused a knockout blow to the punters. Yes, Rocco starting at $6, downing Chenero, the $3 favourite in the 1,500-metre open at Mariba on the weekend, Rob. Yeah, and Rocco's known more as a stayer. He was first up since December, but the 1,500 sued him, and I watched that one uh, on the uh, on the vision there on the Facebook sites, and uh, look, that was a great ride. She just patiently bided at a time at the back of the field and uh, got up on the rails over Chenero, and Helm has the horse in really good form and only went down by a quarter of a length, but big training effort there, Stephen Pateris, for this Mullazem getting up for the first since December. Keep following him, following this horse, because I can remember uh, Peter Roan last year tipping it as a bit of a rough chance. This was well before a Townsville Cup uh, carnival, and it's uh, gone on in leaps and bounds, now open company, but only this meeting and others that we report on this morning, plenty of doubles uh, occurred on the day. And Shalee uh, de Villiers uh, with a double was supposedly wicked. Masayuka Abe riding this wicked style. It's won its last three and it's two from two at the track. Though so it enjoys this surface, defeated Peony Rose and Lickety Locky. And then, of course, Shalee uh, had a further winner with Ponderosa. Now, this was the second leg of the a comeback double, let's call it, for Lacey Morrison back in the saddle after all those years and stewarding, etc. We know the Lacey Morrison story. Well, she bookended the program. This was the second of her double. This is a So You Think second win in its last five for Shalee. And it defeated Nice Retort and Roth and Bell. And saying, I'm mentioning Lacey, you go back to the first race. Evil Eye Mac, the Furio by a six-year-old. Second here at its only other run for the stable for Nicole um, Homan. And it got up and defeated Volpez and Mackenzie will do. And the cutest money went off all the way down. Every runner was cutest, which is great to see. And Scott Cooper's Rose of Athens by Golden Archer having its third run for the stable. Emily Cass gets the win over Charlie Bella. And, of course, Serene Malady. So that Mariba vision came through uh, very loud and clear and great to hear Bluey Foresight's call there of Rocco taking out the Mariba Leagues Club Open handicap over the 1500. Keep following Rocco. If he's doing that first up, he's probably in for a good campaign. Rob, that win by Ponderosa was the first leg of the Magic Millions Rob Kosh Memorial Far North Queensland up-and-coming Stayers Series. It was originally scheduled for Inas Lee, but unfortunately uh, they weren't able to go ahead with their traditional Easter races and rodeo uh, spectacular. So they were luckily able to uh, transfer that race to Mariba. So I guess you can say first blood to Ponderosa, nice retort second, Rothenbell third, and uh, the points allocation as they usually do in these series. Three points for a win, two for a second, one for a third. And at the end of the series, the trainer that accrues the most points in the uh, seven, is it seven or is it eight? It's eight races all the way through uh, between now and July next year. Uh, the trainer that accrues the most points gets a $2,000 prize. The owner of the horse with the most points is $4,000. And the jockey that gets the most points is $500. And I'm glad you mentioned that because I ran into Jane Kosh at the uh, sales. Great to see Jane was back at those sales. And she was really uh, wrapped, I think, that Rob's... Uh, this has been named as a memorial race with the Magic Millions, the Rob Kosh Memorial, because it was, it was his initiative that got this uh, series up and running, Tony. So really good to see that uh, naming process occur occurred there. And good to see Jane back down at the sales as well. Mm. Um, 
the doubles we mentioned at Emerald, well, they got the meeting through at Emerald. That all their track issues got uh, updated during the week and uh, all issues resolved, which was good to see. And, of course, Glenda Bell and Ellie Smith getting the double. And this was Ellie's first day riding as a senior jockey. And I'm pretty sure she was pretty pleased to get it with the Glenda Bell-trained Isis Jectal in the first. And I'm pretty sure I saw on social media that Ellie might have got her first winner with Glenda as an apprentice too. Uh, five-year-old mare by Golden Archer, seven wins out of 34, two wins, three placings, last five. You can't get much better form than that. Defeated Petite Allen got there, and that started the day well for that combination on the five-event program because they also combined with an informed demural. Now, this galloper, by not a single doubt, has now won its last three. In fact, at last year, some stage, I remember it came out to Bar Calden at uh, about its second run in the campaign. And, uh, look, it's gone on in leaps and bounds for these three wins in a row. And Ali Smith got it home over Scent of Fear and taken on chance. And I'm pretty sure I saw Demural maybe nominated for Rockhampton either Friday or Saturday. So that double of the day was a feature there. The other winners, Vincent for Adrian Coombe and uh, Cody Collis. Uh, the Love Conquers All. There's about three of them won across the weekend at different places. Took the Class B over Ticket Keeper and RJC. And Jason Devine, fan girl based, uh, had Monterey Lad and Bodine Apo, uh, the Benfica, took out the maiden plate. First win in 20. Good to see the patience paying off. Four minor placings. First up since February. Defeated Max's source for Vic Heading. Vic had a uh, place getter in the first race as well. And a second in the last as well. And do it for Vivin for third. And Lefkus Island, here's another one. Love conquers all on the program. He'd had a double on the program, that stallion. Seven-year-old mayor, seventh win in 50, defeated Point the Wagon and Roughing It. Provincial form of late for the Olivia Cairns trained uh, galloper. And I've been mentioning Adam Sewell's name. He's been getting a winner regularly at provincial and country meetings, and he's been really willing to travel. And great to see him kick home that winner at Emerald. Talking about jockeys um, having doubles on the day and uh, riding their first winner there was the case of Hannah Phillips. Now, I don't have the full social media story, but I really thought it was a touching story that Hannah put up about the win of Oakfield Comanche for Janine Armstrong because um, one of the owners, I believe, had passed away recently and it was really touching to see that story written by Hannah. She goes into a good, great amount of detail with a lot of these things and uh, really pleasing to see. This is two from two at the track for this horse. And uh, Hannah rode her first winner at this particular track and she boots home a double on the day there at Nanango. And this was one of them. Oakfield Comanche by Dream Ahead. First run for the stable. Defeated our boy Boris and Striking Princess. Uh, Hannah's other winner came in the following race. Russian Missile getting its first win in 18. The Smart Missile for Bob Murray and the Maiden over Storm Zone. And uh, Grandma that's been trying to place of late and it's come, got in for third. That one came off a Monto fourth at its last start. Now, the other winners on the day, David Reynolds, uh, he had a good win at Monto last week, of course, with rather salubrious in the uh, Cannon Gordon Russell Memorial, but he kicked off the program with Music Scene, the Cap Hero, in the money at its last four, defeated Vice Man and Jamaica Dream in the benchmark 65 handicap. And Brendan Newport's another jockey on the comeback trail, and he kicked home the Tycoon Ruler five-year-old and over again for Grant Arnold, defeating Craig Learian and Run Pam Run. And then it was the other Hannah, Hannah Richardson, kicking home for Lindsay Anderson Fendoff, the shocking four-year-old gelding that uh, won over Camarillo and Galvarino. 
Um, so that uh, was a lovely double to see there for Hannah Phillips as um, she commenced a career there with the first win and she had the double there on the weekend and a very significant one that uh, she mentioned on her social media report, Tony. Uh, uh, yes, I've just dialled that up on uh, on Facebook and uh, Hannah's words. It was a very special win by Oakfield Comanche. His owner trainer, Kaylin Hamilton, recently passed away, so I was very keen to get the win on Buddy for her husband, John. I know new trainer Janine Armstrong was also very pleased with the win. He's such an awkward weirdo of a horse to ride, but he's a real character and a sweetheart, and it's been wonderful to see him continually improve. One day, he might even gallop like a normal horse, laughing, crying face. We're working on it. <laughs> That's what I love about uh, people who report uh, with these their social media reports, the passion, the joy that they find in, in racing, Tony. It just shines through, doesn't it? And just quickly before we get to our next guest, uh, Gatton also raced, and Matt Cropp and Zach Lloyd with doubles there. They kicked off with cold, hard fact. Also, um, there was a win there with uh, Les Tilly for Matt with Mr Tickets. He, he was one of the place getters in the Country Cup, so he's come back well. And Zach's other winner came for Tom Dougal on Coeco in the benchmark 55, Tony. Yeah, that win of the Mr Tickets was the Lately Cup, was the feature race there at Gatton on the weekend. So you would think that Matt might have Country Cup's ideas for Mr Tickets again. And just checking some of the other provincial meetings, no doubles to speak of out of the uh, transfer meeting that uh, happened at Bodessa last Thursday, but Nathan Day uh, with a double at the uh, Mackay program Tuesday of last week on uh, Maliumkin for Georgie Holt and also the Chris Attard-trained Kefalonia. And while we're throwing out a, a few bouquets, got to give a wrap to our mate Scotty Power, who uh, took the trouble to go down and have a chat with the jockeys and uh, interview them mm. post-race on the, the On The Bit Racing Australia Facebook page on Saturday, especially after the first race, after the concerns with that Emerald track last week. Robin, getting grubby day on to uh, ask how the track was and give his insight to it, I think was a fantastic thing. Well done, Scotty. Yeah, he has a great passion for racing, Scotty, as we know. It's just unfortunate we've got so many meetings to get through this morning. We couldn't get everyone on, Tony, to go into that in detail. We've got uh, plenty of news coming through here on Bushbeat this morning. Just before we do head to our next replay, a look at the calendar coming up this week. Townsville race Thursday, as Tony McMahon was touching on, Rockhampton with their big double coming up on Friday and Saturday with the Country Cup on Friday. The Capricorn Yelling Sale two-year-old classic and three- and four-year-old championship as well as the Mayor's Cup on Saturday. Plus racing Saturday at Atherton, Home Hill. The Gundawindi Picnics are on for the Gundawindi and McIntyre Picnic Race Club. Gympie Turf Club will host the next leg of the Coast to Country Series. Longreach and Maxelton are racing on the weekend. It's Maxelton Cup Day and Nuremar Cup Day as well for the Nuremar Picnics. The winners, the people, the places and everything that makes country racing great. This is Bushbeat. And they move down to the 400 metres mark. Music Award, free rolling in front. Out in front of surprise selection. Zotto Macho, Addo Car back along the rail, scissillating to the centre with Rock and Roll Bobby. Music Award opens up at the top of the straight with about 2.50 left to go. Gets a length and a half in front of surprise selection. Scissillating, producing in the centre of the track. Is it good? Is it good? It's going straight to the lead, scissillating, and it's clearing out. The depth of field, no worry today, is scissillating, driven through the line. One by four and a half on Jerry Zander. There's a run. Music Award, Rock and Roll Bobby into fourth place. They'll come back into view. Surprise selection. Back in behind them, Zorro Macho may have called. Grey Falcon made up plenty of ground. Rock and Roll Bobby dropped out. Goal say. And O'Carr dropped out. And Scottaby. At the top of the field, that was scissillating. Yes, yeah, scissillating was exactly that, scissillating. Bring up the uh, first leg, oh, I should say the middle pin, or is it the third? I'm confused, Rob. How do you, what do you describe four wins? 
the, uh, the third leg of a quartet, I suppose, for Alicia Rossi is joining us this morning on Bushbeat. <laughs> or the quaddy we could look at, but That's we it. didn't have that. We didn't have TAV meetings. But what a scintillating win and no better person to tell us about it. Then this gun uh, apprentice, Alicia Ross, whose uh, the comeback has well and truly been on and, uh, look, riding doubles. And in the case, as we just said, on the weekend, four winners and three with the team, the Austin team, a big team effort, getting the three there for Toddy Austin. Welcome, Alicia, and welcome back to Bushbeat. Good morning, guys. That win on Sicillating. Now, you just didn't even seem to push the button. When I was calling that, I was you produced in the centre... And it was just so exciting to see the acceleration. I mean, you rode it through the line, but the way it picked up that field and went past Music Award, this horse has got something special about it, this sizzling, this four-year-old, Alicia. He he definitely does, Rob. Like, he... Honestly, you wouldn't think he does off his work. I rode him again this morning, and he, I just go, how the hell do you win, you silly bugger? But he just gives everything he got in his races, and... He just is going to be someone to watch throughout this whole race season, I reckon. He's three from three at the track. Now, look, he, he only carried the 58 with your claim because we're going to compare that to another win of yours a little bit later on. But I believe he's nominated also for Rockhampton on Friday. Uh, any news if he's going there? Uh, yeah, I've... Um, so, I had a good and a bad day at Barky. I ended up getting eight days of suspension at Barky. So... I took a nine-day stay. I'm going down to ride Sizzle at Rocky on the Friday and come back here and ride at Rolling Ranch. But, yeah, no, he's definitely going, going to have a go over the mile. You wouldn't get him off. They wouldn't get you off his back, I don't think. He's three from three at the track. And Pam Carroll on the owner, she she is wrapped in this horse. Ever since the day he won at Blackall by 11 lengths, she comes down under the caller's box and she says, Rob, I've got a good one. She was there again on the weekend and it must be so exciting for them because they've always had good horses. But this one could be extra special. Yes, this one I think is definitely extra special and they're very loyal owners. Um, they'd never, you know, go and put someone else on, especially Sizzle's 1-5 with me now. So, you know, he obviously goes pretty good for me and we get along really good. He stepped up in class. There was a much much more depth in that field than some of that he's been meeting, and uh, he demolished them. But what a team effort yourself and Todd and the team, the Austin Stable, with uh, taking out the uh, the treble on the day. Of course, that was the third leg of it. But you opened up with two runners, both of who came off wins at their last starts. I'm referring to Zebanay and ex Jared Wheelow uh, Gelding. Now won two at the uh, track, both at Barky, and then Juxtapose came off the Longreach win, uh, defeating Kelma. And Bird, and just take us through those wins because one was very uh, clear cut, four and a half lengths, but uh, juxtaposed had to do a bit of work. But but they've gone on from that first win, which is what I like to see, and that, they've got potential to go further too. Oh, definitely. Todd's got them going really, really good. Um, these horses, Zebanay, we through his work throughout this week, um, he's been working really, really good. And I said to Todd, I said, oh, he might be, you know, a winner on the weekend, and. As Todd does, he doesn't say much. Um, but, yeah, no, Juxtapose definitely also dug in deep. I didn't think he would, but he showed that he had a little bit of grit about him and those two horses will definitely see more of them. You were looking at five out of five for the day, I think, because the last two you would have been pretty confident about. But no no doubt, great to see the Bark Alden result for Brendan Richardson and Brooke Richardson for Disco Lights defeated. And uh, Tony will note very 
clearly that I'm a music fan of Bruce Springsteen. Defeated Asbury Park, the uh, the first LP of uh, Bruce Springsteen, the E Street Band. <laughs> Greetings from Asbury Park. I thought it was going to get home. Von's Heroin, that was off the track, Tony. Von's Heroin in for third. But this showcasing, he loved the step up in distance. Your Mountain Bond tout back in fifth place. But Disco Lights is going to do better over a bit of ground as well. Oh, definitely. Brendan's there every morning working his horses. So is Brooke, and they definitely deserve that win, especially after getting a couple of seconds with that horse and definitely liked the track and the distance, I reckon. Now, we started with Sicilating by Sizzling, and I think Tony's got this queued up for me. I hope so anyway. But let's have a listen to the uh, open handicap winner, the return of Bolenti, the five-year-old gelding by Sizzling, second run back from the spell after the run at Mount Isa in February. And let's hear what Bolenti did. Now she goes for Bolenti and opens him up at about the same point as Sicilating. Let's see if he does the same. Responds to the whip and goes about two lengths clear, Bolenti. Van Winkle trying to chase. I want to be a Jeep and Boingo. But here's the next of the sizzling breed. We've seen two good ones today. And Balenti, he's back. Back with a vengeance. One by four over Van Winkle. I want to be a Jeep. Photo for fourth between Mashani Astana on the outside of Boingo back along the rails. And Heroism showed something today first up. Alicia sizzling one by four links. The official margin for Belenti was four and three quarters. Could you have pushed either out and made it? Not that they're going to pay you more money by winning by more, but did you feel that you had more in the tank with uh, with both sizzling and Belenti? Oh, definitely. There was so much more left in the tank. I just sat as patiently as I could. I could have really went a lot earlier, but you know, you get told to ride them a little bit quieter, and um, you yeah, know, I was just happy to let them go a little bit and stretch through a bit of their paces. The difference being with Bolanti too, um, he was a lot fresher and he was keen to be up there and uh, I think you could have gone earlier, not that you wanted to because he was going that well, but uh, when he straightened up, you could see he, would, he just sat off the leader, whereas in some of his runs, he can come from the back of the field. Other times he sits there, but boy, he was fresh on the weekend and he really does seem to have bounced back, uh, Alicia, with this win. Yeah, he definitely did. Ray wanted him up there a little bit closer. He kind of wanted me to box seat him. And when I landed in front, I kind of really shit myself. I didn't know what to do, where to go. I was holding him as slow as I could possibly get him to go. But he was just bowling along in front and happy to be there. Coming into the turn, he just wanted to go, go, go. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, when I let him go, he let down. Yeah, a replica performance, and uh, we're so excited in the Central West to have these these two sizzling gallopers going so well. And, and yourself, with your comeback, this is uh, not the first time you've had four winners, of course, Alicia. Uh, you've been back in the saddle how long now? Um, nearly 12 months now. Yep, and you're continuing to roll on. You've kicked well clear in the Central West Jockeys Premiership. I'll just mention it's the Barker's News Agency Central West Jockeys Premiership. You've got a well-established lead, but just stay with us because... Uh, you didn't quite get the results down at Augathella on the weekend. You went very close in the first with Angels of Fenway getting uh, beaten by Dan McGilvray on the line with Usurp, the uh, Greg Smith runner that's had two wins and two placings at its last four. And El Jaroba was um, 
was third in that race. But the feature event on the day out of Orgathella, which was great to see the meeting get through. And Andrew Watts went all the way down there with Max Tanks. Great coverage on Greater Western Racing Queensland. And the Meat Ant Cup back with a vengeance since 2018. And a big win for Billy Johnson. And the second leg of the double for Angela Jones with uh, Ancient Echoes. As they swing into the straight. And Ancient Echoes leads now. Zillator goes back to the fence. Orthodane's gone. Rotherby and uh, Just Fabulous are coming down the outside. But over on the far side, it's Zillator and Ancient Echoes. They're settling down to fight it out with Ancient Echoes with a kick inside the 100. Zillator's going to make an interesting late. Ancient Echoes wins, though. Ancient Echoes are half length on the line to Zillator and flashing late there was Rothaby into third then we had Shadow Vision who made up a lot of late ground there with Just Fabulous Chin Chin Biller, Author Day knocked up and should have known better was last Sounded like it was a very popular win in the Meat Ant Cup there on the on the uh, Easter Monday program yesterday. Rob, uh, Ancient Echoes as you said, uh, second leg of the double for Angela Jones yeah, she had a uh, good win for Shane Iverson. Great to see the Shane Iverson stable back. We had the win with Metrical, the ex-Les Ross Galloper, having its first run from the stable. In fact, he had the third place getter in Grey Rule. And uh, Sky Touch was in second. So uh, Angela Jones continuing to ride well. And uh, Sparman, David, we were all trained and ridden, got up over all too sweet. And the beat and the other winner, good to see the Quinella for Raymond Fraser and the two stable mates. So it was nose and nose. Old Town Road, Anna Bacos kicked it home over Unsure and Rock, Paper, Sizzle. But Alicia, the, you were there on the day. They got the meeting through. The track played well, I gather, from that. And good to see the steward getting out there a day earlier and making sure that meeting was proceeding. Oh, definitely. The track was in really good order and the jockeys absolutely loved it. We loved it. The horses liked it, so it's their horrible corner that they've got there. Um, but no, it was really good and the winners produced, they come from everywhere, the winners from front and behind, so it was really good to see. Yeah, you took the words out of my mouth there. That was the next thing I was going to say, that uh, coming along the rails, coming down the outside, and that's what Watsy reported to me uh, early this morning as well, and... Uh, and great finishes uh, with, I think, the first few races, all photo finishes on the day. Yeah, no, they were definitely some close finishes and some well-ridden races from all the jockeys. Um, it was great to see Dave getting a winner too and Angela Jones, she's riding quite well also, and so is Dan. Yeah, a lot of competition between all the young apprentices and it's great to see the depth of talent we've got. Now, we hope you continue with this winning role. You head now to, as you said, Rockhampton, but then, unfortunately, when does your um, suspension start? Uh, my suspension starts midnight, Saturday night. So we might see you at Longreach as well, at least then. <laughs> yes, yes, and hopefully get to Longreach, yeah. Well, great to have you on again this morning and great to see the association with the Todd Austin stable and congratulations to Todd and the team with the treble as well, but particularly the excitement that was created with uh, Sicilating and uh, Balenti on the weekend. I'm sure you're wanting to uh, keep following and stay on those gallopers, Alicia. Great to have you on this morning. Thank you guys for having me. Good on you, Alicia. Alicia Ross with us on Bushbeat. Rob, still a couple of meetings to uh, tidy up from what was a mammoth weekend of racing. It was great to see uh, some of the footage coming through, as you say, on the other uh, social media pages and, and good to see some good crowds back there, COVID safe on the weekend. The uh, Bullier program transferred to Easter Monday yesterday at Mount Isa and it was the Rick McMahon show.
and Wayne Baker with a training double at the uh, Roma Easter in the Country meeting on Saturday. Yeah, the Mount Isa results reflected what uh, we're talking to Alicia about. Four winners for Alicia. Well, Rick McMahon, he's back in the saddle. I saw him at Winton. He's fit. He's keen to go. And he uh, kicked home Danks uh, Haven for George Tipping. In fact, it was a double for that combination because they also got the Bullier Cup, of course, this meeting transferred to Mount Isa. Warren Bungle coming off the run out of Winton for George Tipping and Rick McMahon. Got up over Raptor and nobody better. But he got two other good wins as well. One for Robert Burrow with uh, Dixie Rouge and the return of Tango Rain for Jay Morrison, Rick McMahon. This one first up, and of course he's a class galloper, Tango Rain, owned in the uh, Saunders Ownership Group with Wicked Wiki and Mr Tyndall, uh, both good open company gallopers. They were left in his wake. I think it was six and a half lengths of margin. And McKellar's voice came off uh, a decent run out of Winton for Stephen Roy's and Jason Hoopert, and I saw some of Hoop's shots again with the photography work defeated Arking Hard and that other sizzling uh, galloper, sizzling Dutch, that had had a couple of wins uh, uh, at its first runs up there, but oh, what a day for Rick McMahon, and he really adds to that jockey's ranks up there in the northwest. And I'm sure down the track he'll be travelling to those provincial meetings. It was a day of doubles all, also at your hometown at Roma. Wayne Baker, he bookended the program. He kicked off with Corumban with Jake Malloy, the love conquers all. There's another one. Third in the, third uh, run for the stable, the three-year-old defeated Neverom Lion and my big brother. And as I said, he bookended the program. He combined with Scott Swedman in the White Claw Open Handicap over the 1,000 metres with Il Bandito, a time thief seven-year-old placed at its last two. Got up over high costs at one at its last start. So this was a good form line and it was only a, uh, a nose, basically, in it, the Mark Johnson trained uh, runner there and VJ Day uh, over a length away in third. In actual fact, uh, a few of these races had some big margins. Uh, not so the second event on the program and continued the return of Gemma Steele with the comeback. Uh, and the first winner for a new trainer and Colin Storch based in Roma, Haramain, second here at its last uh, start last week. Five-year-old Gallop by Bullet Train got up over Bartos and uh, Cathalvana. Uh, and great to see that result. We're getting a, quite a lot of new trainers um, coming through the, the books, Tony, and it was also wonderful to see on the weekend at Bar Calden that uh, Danielle O'Brien, who's the um, daughter of the late Dennis O'Brien, had Spolina run third. So this is fantastic to see not only new jockeys, new trainers, and good on you, Gemma Steele. Continues on the comeback trail, kicks home the winner there for Colin Storch. Shane Iverson mentioning how that Augustella win. Well, he had a winner at Roma with Nick the Skip. Uh, next, Toby Edmonds, uh, stable galloper, five-year-old by I'm Invincible and uh, defeated Four Love and Hock that's been in good form for Craig Smith. But Craig bounced back with young Dan McGilvray in the following race with Take a Shine. Three wins, three minor placings from six at the track by Bernardini and it defeated Orthodane that also backed up in the Meat Ant Cup and it's all okay in for third. So day of doubles across the board, but outstanding achievements. Rick McMahon, Alicia Ross with the four, and uh, Toddy Austin with that treble out of Bar Calden and the return of Balenti and the excitement of Sicilating. What a great weekend of racing, Tony. It was a fabulous uh, Easter long weekend of racing, and the racing action, as I said, continues on this weekend, uh, including the sales at Rockhampton on Sunday and the Capricorni Yilling two-year-old classic and three- and four-year-old championship at Callaghan Park on the weekend. Meetings at Atherton, Home Hill, Gundawindi, Gympie, Longreach, Maxilton and Nuremar. Fingers crossed that uh, all get through with uh, some of the wet weather that's hitting southeast Queensland. I know there's uh, still this low pressure system to make its way into central parts of the state, so it'll be interesting to see how the week unfolds weather-wise. 
Yeah, we've been a little bit lucky. We've been escaping with the meetings, but getting the rain as well out here. And, um, of course, a lot of interest in Longreach. Mark Oates taking a team, it seems, to Rockhampton on Friday. And as we just heard Alicia mentioning, scissorating going up and stepping up to that provincial grade. But just email me at barkersnews at optusnet.com.au. And uh, if you've got any great stories or any uh, information you want to get through to us for Bushbeat, we'll be back uh, next week. And... Uh, Look forward to that, Tony. But it's been a big Easter weekend. Glad we were able to get through it and have our guests on this morning. And uh, look forward to being back uh, next uh, next week. Good morning to yourself and to our listeners. Good on you, Rob. Thank you for that, Rob Luck and uh, Tony McMahon and Alicia Ross, all our guests this morning on Bushbeat. Thank you to all for joining us to wrap up what was a great weekend of country racing. As always, folks, if you miss any of the show, our podcast replay available through our Wooshka platform. Do a Google search for Radio Tab Wooshka and you'll be able to track it down that way. The link is also out on our Twitter handle at Radio Radio Tab Oz. You can uh, find the link there. And thanks to our good friends at On The Bit Racing Australia. The link also goes up on the Facebook page there. And we'll catch you back next week once again on Bushbeat, rounding up all of the country news.